This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlin. And we are back for the Rick and Johnny podcast, where we talk about everything under the two nerdy suns. Could be from movies, could be from Marvel, could be from DC, could be from comics, could be from TV shows, could be from anything. Video games, although we have too old a game, if there's Overwatch stuff... That comes out, Johnny and Ricky, uh, your boys, because we play Overwatch here for MVP. But Johnny, we had a jam-packed show. It's pretty much a Marvel DC day, um, a, a typical day for the Rick and Johnny podcast. Going to be looking at a Marvel theory about Sword maybe being introduced into Phase Four for the MCU. We're also going to look at on the Marvel side the Disney Fox deal. We thought it'd be done by now. It's not. It will be done in March. So we're going to look at some of the movies that have been shelved by Fox and how they should look or what we want them to look like under the Disney brand. And then in the middle of that, we're going to talk about some DC. Should they continue to focus on other heroes besides Batman and Superman and kind of talk about everything that's going on with Matt Reeves, the Batman movie right now. But before we get into everything, I got to let you know, Make sure to go to patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast to help support us. Johnny and I did the Patreon podcast mm-hmm. for January. Um, if you want to pay for it, that's great. $1, you get the audio. $2, you get the video. If not, you can, at the $10 tier, you can join a podcast. We have different rewards for different tiers on our Patreon, and it helps support us making sure we can do what we love to do for you guys each and every week. But, Johnny, let's get started with the show, and let's start with this Marvel theory. So the theory is that, obviously, S.H.I.E.L.D. is dead. We have seen after the Winter Soldier, after everything that happened in Captain America Civil War, S.H.I.E.L.D. is pretty much dead. Yeah. And there will be a new, hopefully a new organization for Nick Fury in Phase 4. The kind of general synopsis is that it is going to be S.W.O.R.D. And if you are unfamiliar with S.W.O.R.D., that is the Sentient World Observation and Response Department they basically are shield for the cosmic size and they're mm-hmm. on a bigger scale. I want to ask you for your just if I'm going to hit you straight with it. Yeah. Is Sword going to be the next step for Nick Fury in phase four? So, one thing I want to state first mm-hmm. um, for anyone like me that watched it, um, Agent of Shield is sort of like set over here. Like, it's still sort of connected to the Mar- MCU, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't really, don't really. It's Deal also like the Netflix much. shows, where it's like yeah. they might reference what's going on vaguely, but yeah. they're not connected. They, well, they are connected, but it's but like not. vaguely connected. Mm-hmm. I would say it's like a vaguely connected. It's like we're not necessarily really going to cross over. Like mm-hmm. Nick Fury was on one of uh, on one Agents of Shield. Uh, Sif was on two of them, mm-hmm. but really, that's all you get. Yeah. You're not really like you're going to have them reference. Mm-hmm. A ton into the MCU. Actually, Agents of Shield follows whatever the MCU does. So when mm-hmm. Winter Soldier happened that season, Shield fell, and then the dealing with that, it's it's actually a really cool show. But yeah. anyways, back to 
I think what it is going to eventually the sword because with everything going on right now, you have no, you really don't have shield. You have sort of like Nick and uh, Maria, Maria doing sort of just a worldwide espionage, and they're kind of mercenary on their own. They're they're like a he's sort of like the guy that uh, IT guy that works out of his house. They just he uses the resources he has. And they're, him and Maria are going around um, just doing troubleshooting on the world. Mm-hmm. But eventually the the MCU wants to go into phase four into cosmic. Mm-hmm. The next step for him would be, well, I'm going to join the next biggest thing, S.W.O.R.D. And mm-hmm. you might think, well, he was in, was it Age of Ultron? They, he was kind of bringing S.H.I.E.L.D. back per se, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he's still... Had access to those ships. That's mm-hmm. one thing. But then what was what was it? Uh, we had Age of Ultron as well in the middle where he was that. And then he kind of went, wait, he went, he shadowed out in Winter Soldier, right? Yes. And we haven't seen him till Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And then we skip around and now we finally saw him in Infinity War. Infinity War. Okay, I want to get that straight in my mm-hmm. head before. So that would mean that. Everything he's not been, he's been doing sort of a shield thing till then, but well, and the thing I just want to throw out there is what you just said is basically the whole thing of Marvel has said they want to go more cosmic, yeah, in phase four. We're talking about Eternals are going to be there, Guardians Volume Three, um, Captain Marvel 2 is obviously going to be greenlit because I'm assuming that vid that movie is going to do fairly well for them and they want to go more outside of what's been going on on earth and the thing that i find interesting is like if that's the case then sword is definitely where you want to go with it yeah the thing is do you like for sword is that like? Is it going to be like a Nick Fury run department? I don't think it's or is be... he going to create it, and then they're going to hand it off to the person who's going to run Sword? What would be cool is like it, maybe it was like Nick Fury ever since ever since the uh, Avengers mm-hmm. first movie um, with in the attack on yeah in twenty twelve attack the uh, Shatari attack, mm-hmm. and that was why I lost train of thought yeah. earlier a little bit. Um, was a uh, he was starting like, okay, aliens are fucking out there, and now the public knows about it. We can't say they're not. We cannot say they're not, mm-hmm. because look at New York, look at all the footage. Well, no one can say they're not out there anymore. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start something, and maybe Nick like got the ball rolling on it, saying, yeah, we need to start something to get this going. And then you can see some clips from Spider-Man uh, Homecoming, where they're taking they're collecting that like, equipment Because to make that's, what, that's what started the Vulture thing. It's mm-hmm. like, no, we're like, and they said Tony Stark is cleaning, like doing the cleanup, which maybe he's like, okay, because I, Tony Stark relief effort, mm-hmm. he's going to use all his money to clean it up, but Shield's going to take all that stuff, yeah, let's and that's honest. how they can develop. Tony was putting his name on it. That's he was. It. Well, and that's I don't even think it was that. He was sort of that, but the thing is, like, mm-hmm. felt responsible. Yeah. He said, so, and because he's been like, he said, the Thanos, you've been in my head. Yeah. And it wasn't even, even necessarily that. It's maybe like once he went into space mm-hmm. and almost died. Yeah. Thinking, I'm not coming back, was the thought of, oh, hey, um, I should probably do more mm-hmm. to help out. Okay. I'm going to pay for a lot of the damage done to New York because mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily my fault, 
but I was part of what happened. But it was the event. Like it was the Avengers. The Avengers. People could blame the Avengers. Exactly. So if Tony didn't. But anyways, going mm-hmm. past that, I think that's what they did is they took the alien tech, and Nick's like, we can use this to start another one, another. Like it maybe start like okay a branch of shield mm-hmm. will send will have something at least orbiting Earth because I think that's what usually it does mm-hmm. swords ship in the comics is yeah it, I mean it does other things but it usually probably orbits Earth. You're talking about the um is it the headquarters called Peak? Sure. That, yeah, like, I don't remember. It looks like a like prism and then it's got like the circle around circular it. Yeah. thing on the outside of it. So, yeah, I, mean, I think that's. I didn't remember the name of it. That's another thing that's to interesting, honest. too, is, of course, that the MCU haven't followed the comics completely 100%. No, but I mean, like, they just take basic but skeletal won- frame of it. I wonder if in Captain Marvel we are going to see the beginnings of this sword initiative, where maybe it's some, maybe it's something we see on somebody's desk of, like, Ooh. sword, where it's like... Hey, at the very end, they have thought about this. Not even that, just in the movie where it's like it's referenced such such a small amount mm-hmm. because S.H.I.E.L.D. might be like, hey, there might be things out there. Hey, let's start developing this. But they never like kickstarted it in a way. Whereas now after what happened in Avengers, Nick Fury's probably like, hey, I got to start getting this ramped up again because – there definitely is threats on the outside to Earth. And in the comics, what happened with S.W.O.R.D. was during Secret Invasion, which mm-hmm. we're going to get a little bit of that in Captain Marvel, S.W.O.R.D.'s headquarters, called The Peak, was destroyed by a Skrull infiltrator posing as S.H.I.E.L.D.'s um, Dum Dum Dugan. Many agents die in the initial explosion, though others survive due to hostile environmental suits. Um, Brand, encased in one of the suits, manages to make her way into one of the Skrull ships. And Brand being, I believe she is the one that was, in the comics, the head of S.W.O.R.D. Yeah. Now, what does S.W.O.R.D. stand for again? Do you have it up on yours? S.W.O.R.D. is the Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Okay. So, I mean, it would be cool if someone had that on their desk, but I feel like Mm -hmm. that would be more of a, hey, end of the movie, someone has, like, on their desk... Sword initiative or something mm-hmm. like that because we really don't have anything in the MCU stating like, hey, we have um, encounters with aliens mm-hmm. until well now until Captain Marvel, which mm-hmm. is in the nineties. Yeah. Before it would have been uh, first one would have been Chitari in New York, but now it's at least Nick Fury dealing with aliens a little mm-hmm. bit. So and it's not really like public that we know of yet. Something could change that in Captain Marvel. Well, and the other thing that throws into it is. Sword was introduced in the X-Men comics. Yes. First off, Marvel can't use Sword in a movie until, until the, the Fox deals, deal yeah. goes through because I'm assuming because it was introduced in a X-Men comic, that's why Fox has the rights to it. Yeah, exactly. It was introduced in the X-Men world, but like then you know what? That is I'm going to go back on it. Yeah. We're not going to see it in Captain Marvel. The reason why is the deal's not done the until deal's March. The deal's not going to get done until early March. Oh, it's definitely not going to be There's not going to be right. enough time because no. that comes out March 8th. Yeah, no, that's definitely not going to happen then. So, like, Unless they reference it and don't mm-hmm. say the name. 
Yes, they could do that. Yeah, they can say like, "Hey, we're starting a mm-hmm. new thing," and then like End Game, they but can they bring up Sword. They, they don't, don't name, name it, it yet. They vaguely describe it. Or they can even have like a bunch of different like mm-hmm. initiatives that like. Or it could just be something of like, "Hey, we like on a board." Like it might just be like one of the threats that they gotta start planning is sentient life and like yeah. outside of Earth or. Just so, like, this would be just a cool sort of mm-hmm. dynamic. Dynamic before sword starts, and we don't mm-hmm. have we don't have the name to it. It's like hey, Nick Nick makes a line of long. I'm gonna sort of paraphrase a line I'm making up. Um, Nick goes, "We'll be the shield if you'll be our sword." I mean, right before she leaves. Oh come on! Sort of cheesy, but kind of cool. Che- that's like Aquaman type of cheese. <laughs> I know, but I still, tell me it wouldn't be kind of cool it, and referencing sword I mean, without it being sword. It'd be can Samuel Jackson make the line cool? That's that's how we. You think it. Samuel Jackson couldn't make the line cool? Samuel L. Jackson could make anything cool. Exactly, he can make a sugar cube cool. Let's be completely. He can make honest. fire cool. He can make anything cool. The uncoolest thing in the world, he can make it cool. Really? Just gonna go over my bad joke over yes, there about fire. Just going to completely <laughs> ignore, ignore <it>. that one. <laughs> but I mean, so that means because of the Fox Disney deal, we're not looking at Sword until Endgame. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. No. And at that point, probably. Yeah. Well, probably not. Yeah. Maybe they well, might be able to sneak it in an Endgame, but that's even that, debatable. Well, and that's interesting that, because with Endgame. I mean, because post uh, post uh, filming has to be done by now. Yeah, right now they're probably doing all the effects and stuff. Yeah, they're done filming. It's all just making it, then all the special effects and stuff. But the thing that's interesting about that is, I don't think, I don't think we're gonna get any scenes in the movie about a sword. If anything, it's going to be maybe a post credit scene. Yeah, they might want to throw it in there, or they just say, "Hey, you know what the." Timing's not going to work out. We've got other things that we're going to yeah. do. Yeah, well, they can throw it in. Like I said, mm-hmm. maybe they may. Like I said, then in Marvel, MCU Marvel is really good at doing this, making references to the things they don't have mm-hmm. um, access to yeah. without it being a problem. I mean, they didn't do. A, you and I got upset With when the they miracle miracle mutant thing, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was. Let's put it this way: if you want to try to. Soften the blow of that one, which I was always it was, it was, I was always confused how all the mutants are over here with Fox except for Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Yeah, I think it's because they also did stuff in the mm-hmm. Avengers comics, which is why it's like a, a dual yeah ownership. So maybe that's what. Then it, why wasn't Wolverine a dual guy? I don't know. That would have been, which, by the way, this is off topic. I don't really know quick. how they do that. <coughs> I don't know how the paperwork works. With that. You know what I read online that kind of hit me. Dark Phoenix is going to be the first X-Men movie in our lifetime without Wolverine in it. Wow. It's going to be the first one. And then I saw that article. I was like, let's not speak until after the movie because there might be a cameo. Wolverine cameo. His suit might be laying around somewhere or a Weapon X reference might be thrown out. But that's not Wolverine being in it. It's a a Wolverine cameo to me. But I mean, just anything to make Wolverine in, right? Let's, let's be honest. Hugh, Hugh Jack, Hugh Jackman might be might be cameoing in it. We don't know for sure. Exactly. Um, let's not say that Google until we see it. Apparently, Google thinks he's in Avengers Endgame. Um, I'm okay with that. But with Sword and Nick Fury, I think it's the, I think it's one of those things where at the soonest we will see it. 
is Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Because here's another thing that's interesting that I want to throw onto this pot that we're kind of mixing together. Stir it. Stir a little more. In Spider-Man Far From Home, Mm -hmm. you might be saying, but why Mysterio is not a cosmic entity? First off, Mysterio tricks people. What if then we've already heard, hopefully we're getting a trailer on Tuesday is what the rumor says. We've already heard, though, from that trailer that they showed at the Brazil Comic-Con. Say Brazil. I said Brazil. Um, But what they showed at that Comic-Con. But I mean, the point I'm trying to get to is Mysterio is working with S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And what if he is deceiving S.H.I.E.L.D. as S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't know he's just a special effects guy. They think he is a cosmic entity. Like, holy crap. Look at what this guy can do. He's like Captain Marvel, like Doctor Strange in a way. Yeah, maybe. And deceiving them to where that's why S.W.O.R.D. and they can actually then call it S.W.O.R.D. in Spider-Man Far From Home because the Fox Disney deal will be done because it has to be done by March if it's going to go through. And that's when they can introduce S.W.O.R.D. because that's supposed to take place moments after Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Um, to add on to yours, it's either that he's like deceiving them with his special effects thing, mm-hmm. or he's also using Chitari uh, tech and other mm-hmm. alien tech because also like maybe there was stuff left around from the um, Dark Elves. Yeah. Um, who else do we have from Wakanda and mm-hmm. um, um, Avengers Infinity War? You're talking about the Th- Children of Thanos. Yes. Maybe minions. something was left around mm-hmm. from one of them. I mean, most likely the only one it would be is uh, Call Obsidian would have mm-hmm. left something behind because Ebony Maw didn't have anything. Yeah, um, Ebony Maw's also got into space. Yeah. Well, the, I'm not saying that necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, before they left, did they leave anything behind? Well, one left a hand and mm-hmm. possibly damaged something. The other two... The other one had his, his Sith, yeah. his Scythe, yeah. I should say, that Scythe. Vision used to stab him. Um, but I don't know why the Avengers would just leave that... Well, that one, that, that one sucked up with him. No, that oh, was earlier. The, the daughter. I'm talking about at the end. No. Oh, you're right. At they the did. end. They kill, when they killed him. When Vision, Vision killed him. Vision stabbed yeah. him, and right when he said to Cap, we don't trade lives. But uh, so did the, what, I think didn't uh, the daughter of Thanos, one of them, I forgot. I, I forgot. She died. She died, but I'm saying, didn't she leave that um, spear I, type thing see, behind? that's the thing. I have with, to watch a movie with again. hers. Because her, she got sucked up into no, that was, the big machine. No, that was... Uh, that was the chick. Because, no, that was the dude. No, that was the chick. I'm telling you. Because Ebony Maw got sucked into space. Yeah. Call up City. I'm not got, saying their deaths. I'm saying their weaponry. Yeah, I'm saying her weaponry got sucked up with her and we didn't see it. Yes, but before that, when they're fighting Vision and Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. remember she had that spear? That got sucked up. No, that was that was the other guys. Um, they both did. I'm telling. I'm telling you. I watched it now three times in the last week. When that happens, they both get the weapons. Both get sucked up because both of the weapons. I only come noticed up that his weapon gets got sucked up. His comes up, and then the other one. It it was in Black Widow's hands, and it gets ripped out of her hands and okay. sucked up with her. Yeah, because one was on the ground, that goes up with them, and then one was in okay, I was didn't Black know, Widow's I hands, it was... and it gets sucked out of the hands and f- 
gets okay. thrown up there. So then that thing get left behind yeah. either. So, well, anyways, I mean, still, the attack on Wakanda. Mm-hmm. There's still all those alien ships around Wakanda that someone could have got access to. You never know. Someone and that have... could be a funny dynamic of, like, Nick Fury, Nick Fury getting bamboozled by Mysterio. Like, wait, you're not a cosmic entity? Like, we are sword. That is what we deal with now. Yeah. And like, and that'd be the thing. let's like, be honest, Mysterio powers, if you don't know he's trying to, it's just all visual effects, could look very cosmic-y. Exactly. I mean, they even said, and it was funny that he had uh Is that problems. even a word, cosmic Well, we'll I use it, hashtag cosmic now. Yeah, hashtag cosmic 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 Um Go ahead. What you like, remember saying. in the, the same video, the mm-hmm. Brazil interview, yeah. they said they were having problems with the suit, mm-hmm. uh, Mysterios, because it would just randomly flash yes. lights at times. That's kind of funny, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, it could be just the special effects. It mm-hmm. could be that he's using some sort of alien tech that he stole, just like, um, hell, hell, um, the whole thing crash landed on the beach. Who knows? He wasn't mm-hmm. there before that. I want to ask you With this. In Spider-Man Homecoming, just a statewood movie. I want to change really quick yes. and ask you this. Are Kevin Feige and MCU Marvel going to use S.W.O.R.D. to introduce... The X-Men. Maybe, and here's what I'm spitting out here. You know me. I love to come up with these post-credit scenes. What if at the end of either Infinity War or the end of Spider-Man Homecoming, probably at the end of Infinity War, because it's a post-credit scene, what if we find out Nick Fury has been working with Charles to develop S.W.O.R.D.? Maybe. In the MCU. It'd be interesting. Because the MCU, they haven't really, they vaguely have followed the comics. Yeah, exactly. They have not done the comics to a T. So even though that's not how the sword was developed in the comics, could that be a way for them to bring the X-Men into it and basically be like, hey, the reason you didn't know the mutants were around was because S.H.I.E.L.D. was doing their best to basically hide the mutants. So it's like the X-Men were being hidden from society because they didn't want anything to happen. Mm -hmm. Mutants, they were living among us, where you didn't know they were mutants, and S.H.I.E.L.D. was doing the best that they could to hide the mutants because S.H.I.E.L.D. in the the 90s might have done an initiative like that because Talos, who is the leader of... uh, the scroll and he's going to be Nick Fury's boss in Captain Marvel might have set that up as a hey we're going to hide them but it was really used as a double edged thing to also hide a double edged sword maybe um <laughs> to hide the scrolls who were hiding on earth as well very true that could be it so it's like oh hey we found another mutant mm-hmm. and then like who knows the scrolls could give them some sort of power because i mean in the cartoon those are the super scrolls yeah exactly but those would be Mm -hmm. the ones that like oh it's a mutant but we have a super scroll here instead exactly it's a good way to hide it yeah that's true Mm -hmm. or it it just him being part of shield in general i can now make you into i have access to like everything Mm -hmm. so now i can give you an identification i can give you and this and this and this and Mm -hmm. like 
no one knows you're not that person now because mm-hmm. I have access to um, social security records, blah, 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 and blah, 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 everything that you need to be part of society now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's going to be like that old lady. Exactly. That she beats up in the, the one that she the trailer beats the hell out of in the uh, train. Do you bus? I think. Do you think that sword is going to be you? If they do use sword, are they going to use it to help introduce the X Men and the MCU? Because this, this is a discussion we're always. Gonna I think have. it's going to be more so to be used to introduce the cosmic realm mm-hmm. of the Marvel transition universe. us over into cosmic. Yeah, mm-hmm. less of used to introduce X Men. Yeah, it might help to do that in, per se, or at least to introduce mutants because mm-hmm. the leader of Sword is half mutant, half alien. Yeah, um, but I think all in all, it would be less that. I think if anything. Endgame or even Spider like Spider you can introduce them in some way. Anyone that connects to the X-Men somehow. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man connects to the X-Men. Yeah. You can do that as one of his things because like them sadly it would be them rejecting him. Mm-hmm. Um because that's what they do. They he's like, well, you're not they they consider they don't consider him a true mutant mm-hmm. because he's not born with the powers. Yeah. Um but yeah, there was that, or like you could do it in Endgame. You can have some introduce them somehow as a post credit scene, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that's also cutting it close I to think the deal. I honestly think if we're getting X Men introduced, it's it's a post credit Endgame. Yeah, like that's what I think because it, that's the earliest we're gonna I get think it, though. A, too, I think a post credit for Endgame from March until when we get it is quick enough. And let's be completely honest. Marvel could always, like MCU Marvel, Marvel mm-hmm. Studios, I should say, could always have one lined up where it's like, okay, we've got our post credits, but for this one, if it goes through, we use this one. That's true. If not, we use this one. Or we put this one in. Oh, it didn't go through? We don't have it in. Yeah, I don't think they Marvel like would they waste the money have... recording all of them though. They uh, might, they may not. I don't know. CGI Hulk. That, a, like, that's true. They, they do. did waste. They waste money to deceive waste us. Money to deceive us. So yeah. why not waste potential, potentially waste money? I just don't know if that comes down to a, um, not a breaching contract, but that comes down to like legal stuff. Or it's like, hey, kind you're, of like um, you're recording something that's not your that you don't basically. own. Yeah, it's like you don't own this. Mm-hmm. You don't have the right to film it. But if no one, if it doesn't see the light of day, that's true. And it just gets destroyed. Like uh, that depends if they want to use the money on that at, at that point. I think it'd be worth it. Maybe I think it'd be very just worth to have it, it waiting. Mm-hmm. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. I point at the camera, although um, I know it had turned off on us but let us know what you guys think down below is sword going to be the next step for nick fury in phase four how do you think they introduce it do they use it to help them introduce the x-men into the mcu what are you guys thinking but johnny let's move on into our next segment and before we do i'm gonna go ahead and pitch our itunes um, and apple podcast make sure to if you have iTunes and Apple Podcasts to rate and review the Rick and Johnny podcast because, Johnny, we have a new review that I did not see last week because it came about a month ago. Oh, Um, nice. So I have not checked for us because we haven't gotten many new ones recently, but we did get a new one from Nick Peaks. 
and he gave us a five-star rating titled Awesome, and he said, found you guys on YouTube and just can't get enough. Love the MVP. Thanks for doing what you do, smiley face. Thank you, Nick, for the five-star review. If you want to be like Nick, make sure to go to iTunes and Apple Podcasts and rate and review the Rick and Johnny Podcast. But what we are talking about in this second segment, Johnny, is a little bit of DC news or a little DC topic. Um, Because I'm kind of worried. Um, when has that phrase never come out of Ricky's mouth? Uh, when oh, DC, DC and worried oh, in the same sentence with Ricky? comes out of Ricky's what? mouth. What? So the question that we're asking is, should DC focus on other heroes besides Batman and Superman? And the reason why we're doing this is there was an article that I saw on Screen Rant where they said why Aquaman and Wonder Woman get good reviews, but why Batman and Superman don't. And their bullet points were this. Number one, Batman Mm -hmm. and Superman have had well-received movies in the past. So basically, you got to live up to the past. Wonder Woman and Aquaman. How many Wonder Woman and Aquaman movies do you know of? Aquaman, zero. Yeah, not many. Wonder Woman, I don't know if it was a movie, but it was a TV show in the 80s, 70s. Not many to go off of. Exactly. Nothing really to go off of. As recent in our heads. And in our lifetime, zero for both of them. Um, Then you've got... People can't let go of previous interpretations where, like, for Batman, an example, when you make a Batman movie, everyone is going to compare it to Christopher Nolan's Batman, yeah. to The Dark Knight, to Christian Bale, because that was the last one that we seen. They also said Marvel didn't have this pro- problem starting their universe. Yeah, because Marvel didn't really do good movies before the MCU. Let's let's just Marvel call, did movies before. Let's the just MCU? call a spade a spade. Where it's like, you know what? Marvel and their movies were not good before the MCU. Angley Hulk, anybody? Like, what? I, that never happened. On. There's no like, Hulk. There's no Hulk movie before exactly. The MCU. Like the MCU kind of started that all, and we kind of forget all the other Marvel movies. Like mm-hmm. I know the X Men are different because that That's was Fox. Fox, yeah. And the last thing that they put, I think it's the last thing, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are unique, and that is DC's future. And for me, I kind of agree with that last point 110%. Yeah. They're unique. We haven't seen it because I don't have a ton of different other things to base it off of. I'm going to go in like an Aquaman movie. They made it fun. Aquaman's usually... A joke in himself. Like, let's be honest, he's the DC hero that everyone makes fun of. The only time he was cool was in, um, what was it called? Well, there's two times that I can say he was cool now, Mm -hmm. actually. Well, three now. Aquaman, the movie. The movie. But aside from that, Mm -hmm. from Flashpoint, he was fucking awesome. Yes. He looked like a nerd, but. Well, I'm talking about. That being. You're talking about the movie Flashpoint, the animated movie? Yeah. Where. That was unique too because that was, unique. that was when you got Wonder Woman and Aquaman battling Which the Amazons I really hope and, they go with that oh, point. In I can't, Flashpoint. I hope so too. To derail this conversation oh, for a second. I hope for it so much. I really at least the two of them to fight mm-hmm. if nothing else. Mm-hmm. But um aside from that, that one and from Justice League the cartoon we used to watch. He yes. was a badass there. Yes. The, the but one, everything else is a be joke. Honest, where he was a dork was like the Super Friends. Where he's like, oh, yeah. 
but and, let's be honest, riding that was, the, the, that act- was the time though. That yeah, was, it was. Of the time. But actually, the riding the giant seahorse as opposed to these awesome sea. And technically, I think mm-hmm. they based it off of instead of the seahorse, there's yeah. something called a sea dragon, mm-hmm. and that's what they based it off of. Yeah, which was cool. I like that they developed it that way. Now, here's the thing I'm going to throw out. Yes. And this is rumored news from like about a couple days ago. So apparently the headline reads, Matt Reeves knew the Batman draft added more spectacle. And what is being reported is that from the sound of it, Reeves has amped up the spectacle a bit. I don't know what motivated him to bring a little more explosiveness to the proceedings Maybe the studio has loosened the reins on his budget a bit thanks to Aquaman, but I hear the action quota for this film is somewhere between Seven and The Dark Knight. So, like, that's what, like, I look at it this way. If it's going to be just under The Dark Knight, Mm -hmm. The Dark Knight had some pretty big action scenes in it, especially, like, the ending one where it was, hey, Batman is basically chasing the Joker when it's like they're transporting Harvey Dent and the Joker pulls out the bazooka and that whole scene of just explosions. You have the kids mm-hmm. going like doo, 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 and doo, 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 and then boom, boom, boom. And they're like shocked as Batman rides by on the uh, bat cycle. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts with this, the Batman? Because, We've talked about it numerous times. Oh, the script's supposed to be done here before the end of the year. Oh, it's supposed to be done by the end of the year. Now we're seeing another draft. This movie is supposed to begin production in November of this year. What are your thoughts on it? And at this point, are you kind of like, you know what? I'm not going to be upset if we don't get it because of what we're getting from DC so far. Well, there's a few things I'm, I want to say about that. For mm-hmm. one, I think it's weird you're struggling so much on a Batman story because mm-hmm. you have so much to work with and you don't really have to introduce... You don't have to introduce anything. You have to do an origin. We you, know the origin. We don't need to introduce anything. It's like Spider-Man. You don't need to give us Uncle Ben's death. They didn't, and it was And great. they did. And that's what I'm saying. We don't need to... There's. So mm-hmm. many things we don't need to do with it. Mm-hmm. There's that I don't know why you're struggling so hard. You have so many comics to go off of. You can you more so they can name them more so. Yep. You can name them more so than I can. There mm-hmm. we go. Yeah. But I mean, you can tell me that there's a shit ton of stories to go off of, and there's I know an there's entire, another podcast that we actually talked about this. There's an entire gallery of rogues of to villains fight. that he could fight. Like, and that's the thing that I liked about. Christopher Nolan's mm-hmm. kind of series. And I know this is the problem that that Trilogy. article just talked about is the thing with Batman and the thing with Superman is there's a recency bias. I'm going to call it a recency bias, even if it's not that. Yeah. But I think it kind of is where it's like, for me, when Batman, the Justice League Batman, the BVS Superman, mm-hmm. you th- compare it to Christian Bale. Like immediately when there's a new Batman. All right, how does he how does he match match up with Christian Bale, with George Clooney, with Val Kilmer, with um I think I'm forgetting one, am I forgetting one? Clooney, Kilmer, um I think there was one in between Clooney and Yeah, Kilmer I think they had a different Batman in each one of those of. movies, didn't they? Um then you've got Christian Bale like I've already mentioned. I'll look it up while you're talking, but the thing that I think of is 
because of that recency bias, and I, I'm at fault of it too, mm-hmm. the thing I liked with the Christopher Nolan Batman is, yes, with Batman Begins, did we get his parents dying? Yes, but it didn't seem like it was... Like, the thing I liked with it, they gave us Thomas Wayne. Yeah. They gave us him talking to Bruce on the train so that it was like... Or they came when Bruce fell through the well. We got to know a little bit of Thomas Wayne before he died. And kind of what does that mean to Bruce? Then with that whole villain, Rasha Ghoul. We're in a live-action Batman, have never seen Rasha Ghoul before. And it was very nice because you tied in the whole League of Assassins thing. You could then tie in his daughter for the third one. In the second one, it was beautiful. We got the Joker. We've got, for me... My, I'm going to say my best live action version of the Joker. And I know I wasn't alive when the Romero Joker was out for mm. the Adam West series and movie, but that was more of a jokey, jokey, haha Joker. This was like the psychopath, serial killer, like I'm insane Joker that we saw. We also saw a little, a little bit of Two-Face. But it didn't take anything away. Exactly. Like, it didn't take anything away from that. The only thing I didn't like about The Dark Knight is that they killed off Harvey Dent. Mm -hmm. Because we then couldn't see that. The third one was the one that I didn't... The one that I liked the least out of that trilogy. Because just I didn't like the story of where they went with it. But, like, even look at those villains. You had Talia coming back for her father. You had Bane in that one. As the main villain in there, you had the Scarecrow that was back. Oh, the Scarecrow was back. Was also he was also in Batman one. Begins. I forgot about him yeah. completely as well. And there are so many villains that I did like the Penguin. I know he was in a way back. Like yeah. you have him, you have Catwoman, you have Poison Ivy. Like you have all these different villains that you can use. And like, look at Spider-Man: Far From Home. They used the Vulture. If many people you mean homecoming, homecoming. That's what I they mean. use the vulture. Far from home is going to use Mysterio. Mysterio. But even look at that. We're and now, uh, Hydro Man. And Hydro Man. And there's going to be Sinister Six kind of inklings in there. Yeah. But if you were to me to say, all right, you're going to do two Spider-Man movies. Who are the villains you're going to use? Green Goblin would be at the top of that list. Craven would be at the top of that list. Doc Ock. And what did Marvel do? Hey. We've already seen the Green Goblin. We've already seen Doc, um, Ock. Doc Ock. Let's do someone that we haven't seen before. Yeah. And that's what I think Batman needs to do. Solomon what Grundy. haven't we seen? Solomon Grundy. I'm going to say this. Give me a man bat. Give me a man yeah. bat Batman. Because That'd be cool. The only time I've seen man bat is the animated series. Yeah. Have not seen him in a live action. Yes, I know we technically saw the Riddler with the Jim Carrey um Riddler? Yeah, give us the Riddler. I know we've seen Sub... Or not Sub-Zero. Um, Mr. Freeze, but I would love a better Mr. Freeze impersonation you than you me. You don't like the, all the ice puns? No, the ice puns. No, I did not. But I mean... Hey, Ricky, what killed the dinosaur? <laughs> the Ice Age. blows <laughs> right through it. But, and that's also a problem with Batman 2, is because there have been so many Batman movies, think about it. Tommy Lee Jones, Two-Face, 
and then the Harvey Dent that Two we just face. saw. We've already seen Mr. Freeze. We've already seen Riddler. We've already seen two versions of Catwoman. I forgot mm-hmm. that she was in the Christopher Nolan third yeah. film, but we also had Catwoman in, I believe it was the Val Kilmer film. Like, that's the thing of, like, yes, go into of some of these villains that we have not seen from Batman because there are more out there than just the main ones. Let's also be fair um, with this... Hey, we we didn't we we bad we got bad reviews on Batman movies. We got bad reviews on Superman movies. Mm-hmm. We didn't never we necessarily didn't get a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. We got a Batman versus Superman oh, movie. Oh, you're talking we about got, Batflack movie. We yeah. never got a soul Batflack movie. Exactly. To be fair, we never got a mm-hmm. Batman movie. We got a Batman versus Superman movie. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, we did get the uh, Man of Steel movie, and it was okay. Mm-hmm. To be fair, in my opinion, it was okay. It didn't have the tone that I was going and expecting a Superman to be. That's mm-hmm. why. And yeah, it made him a little more a little more human to some degree, but it also made him like this is very Batman ish. Mm-hmm. So it's you also have to think about that side of it. We didn't have an actual Batman or Batfleck movie to make it a little bit more prominent of who which Batman we're talking about. So okay, I'm gonna throw out some. Yeah. These are classic rogue gallery Batman villains that we have not seen in Batman movies of yet. And I want here's what I want you to Johnny okay. do, Johnny. Pull up on your computer a Word document. Oh, Word and document. I am going to basically put your thought process to the um test with this one because also I have to look up for one of these. I know we talked about this villain is coming to the MCU, um, but I can't remember. Okay, that's what movie he was going to be in again. Okay. So as I list them off to you, Mm -hmm. I want you to come up with your definitive list of number one is, yes, that's the first one I want to see. The last one will obviously be like, yeah, that's not the one I'm hyped up about. And you can order them as I list them off. The first one that we have not seen in a Batman movie. I'm putting an asterisk, though, because we're going to see him in Birds of Prey, Black Mask. Mm, We have not seen Black Mask in a movie live action for Batman, but Ewan McGregor is going to play him in Birds of Prey. Another one, Clayface. Clayface is also another one that we have not seen in... A Batman movie. Number three, and let me know if I'm going too fast for you. You are because my uh, <laughs> my Microsoft isn't working. Okay. So then what we're going to do. Hold on. Almost. Did you get it to work? Nope. I just opened Google Drive. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. We're going to do this live okay. on the podcast. So we have. We have Black Mask. We have Clayface. That is what I've listed off for you. Let me know when you're ready for the third one. Okay. This is another one that has been in a DCEU film, has not been in a Batman film. Deadshot. We've gotten Will Smith Deadshot. We could easily put Will Smith Deadshot against Batman. Mm -hmm. Firefly, who is another one. Yep. Firefly is one of those that is um, Garfield. 
the one that I know is Garfield Linz, who's like an orphan who became a pyromaniac. Yeah. And then that's his kind of shtick. Here's an interesting one. Hugo Strange. And this could be one where what was Hugo Strange's biggest thing? He wanted to learn the identity and eventually does learn the identity of Batman, of Batman being Bruce Wayne. This one I'm putting an asterisk next to, too, because they're going to give us an animated movie of this, so they won't do them live action. Hush. Dr. Thomas Elliot, the brilliant surgeon who grew up being Bruce Wayne's friend yeah. and then targets Bruce Wayne In wanting to look exactly like him. Um, Killer, eh, yeah, Killer Croc. We got him in Suicide Squad, but we haven't seen him in a I'm putting an asterisk by Batman him too, movie. Um, Killer Moth is another one, although for Killer Moth, I'm going to put him down at the bottom. Yeah, Mad him. Hatter. Yeah, that's who I was trying to think of. We have not seen Mad Hatter. We have also not seen Man Bat, who I have previously mentioned. Mr. Freeze we've seen, Penguin, uh, Poison Ivy. Um, the last one that I would say, the last two, this one is kind of a lower one. I don't know if we'll ever see him, the Ventriloquist. Um, basically, that's one with the, he's got the little, in the yeah. animated series, a little like gangster puppet that has a mind of its own. And then the last one I think we've seen, I think he was in Suicide Squad. I can't remember, but I know he was in the Batman games, but Victor Zaz. The serial killer who, like, marks his kills on his body. Like, those are all the main villains that we have not seen in a solo Batman film. You're telling me, before I even get to your list, which I want to start bottom to top, and I'm going to talk a little bit so you can come up with it. Mm -hmm. You're telling me we can't get one of these villains to be in a Batman film. We can't get one of them to be... A Batman villain, kind of like how Spider-Man Homecoming used the Vulture, who we have not seen in a Spider-Man film. And I get that there's a little bit of a discrepancy because the only Spider-Man movies that we have known were the Sam Raimi ones coming yeah. in. Are you done with your list or are you still, still fiddling with still it? Still fiddling. Johnny's like, I'm going to overthink this as much no, as I I'm can. No, I'm just putting them in the orders I want them. It's a, how many did we have total? Hold on. Ow, uh, one, ow. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So twelve of them that we have not seen. And there, are, there are some like the ones with the asterisks, like Hush. You can take off because I don't know if they do that with him being in an animated movie. Um, I'm gonna leave him in. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna leave all the asterisk ones okay. in because I'm like, gonna, him like and, halfway done. Him and Black Masks are the two where it's like. Black Mask is interesting, though, because just because he's in Birds of Prey doesn't mean we can't see him. Like, if Ewan McGregor's character does well enough in that Birds of Prey movie, there's no reason then why we can't see him in a solo Batman film. Now, for Superman, you could do almost the same thing, too, is how many Superman villains have we seen? Where mm -hmm. It was basically General, General Zod... They did a really bad version of Lex Luthor. I didn't like the Lex Luthor um, that we like saw. I hear that a lot. Another one that you could throw in there if you wanted to is Deathstroke. We haven't seen him in yeah. a Batman film. He was originally supposed to be 
in the Batman movie before Matt Reeves took over, but we have Janello's or men Janello's sort of in there for he was in Justice League. Yeah, he was supposed to be more in Justice League, but he wasn't. Um, but he was sadly. just the post credit scene. But we haven't seen. But see, Deathstroke is one I would save for if you're going to do a Teen Titans live action. Um, I know that's kind of tricky because you got the TV series, so I don't think we'd get a Teen Titans live action. Um, plus, they want to do a Nightwing. They want to do Nightwing and Batgirl as well, um, which would be interesting for Teen Titans because, like, Nightwing, I know there's other reincarnations of or other versions of Robin, but, like, Dick Grayson would not be the one that would be the Robin leading the Titans. Almost done with the list. Yeah, I'm just moving things around now. Almost. Okay. Johnny's like, I'm really thinking about this. And this is also one where I got to be honest, I put you on the spot with this. Um, but let's be honest, I usually do that. I usually go ahead and just put you. I mean, we probably would have been done sooner if my computer were cooperating earlier. Oh, okay. The, this technology, like, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. You tell me, start from, I want to start from the bottom. The lowest, the one you want to see least. Start from the lowest. So start from 12. Go to number one and give us your kind of, if you want to, for some of them, give us a little reasoning. Let us know. Killer Moth has always been an eh <laughs> villain. You're just like, throw him to the side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> followed that by Killer Croc. We've seen him in a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to see him again. We've seen him, and he probably wasn't even that great in Suicide Squad. No, not really. It was okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Firefly, again, it's sort of along the Killer Moth thing of like, mm-hmm. he's just, you can, throw, you can throw him in there sort of like they did with... Uh, um, What's Scarecrow? It? Scarecrow in the the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Or like a Harvey Dent. Uh, I'm not going to say Harvey Dent because Harvey Dent, as Harvey Dent, had a huge role in the Dark Yeah, Knight. but I mean, as uh, Two-Face, he mm-hmm. didn't have a huge role. So you exactly. can throw him in there like that. I would say if you're going to use Firefly, doing like Black Mask might have his, be part of another movie. So mm-hmm. again, save it and keep it for that. Um, Deadshot, same thing. Again, another part of the movie. So I don't necessarily want to see that. Uh, now getting in the ones that we, the, the one I was able, reason why I narrowed all those down so quickly was because of a lot of them were asterisks and so Firefly that, and Killer Moth were. So that was Killer Moth, Killer Croc, Black Mask, Firefly, Deadshot. Black Mask, Deadshot. So five. Yeah, that's five. So now we have narrowed seven. out either because, again, they're mm-hmm. like eh, of a villain or so they this are, is like the top seven, the definitive. This is where the real list. This starts. is where the real list okay. kind of starts. Victor Zaz. Mm-hmm. It would be cool, but again, it'd just be a detective-ish movie, mm-hmm. or like it'd be like watching CSI. He would be a side villain. He's a he's not your A A. Yeah, he's your B, your little B, or he's your B, or like your A prime, or the smaller villain, not the main focal. These next two could be swapped out either way because mm-hmm. I f- I found in the cartoons him to be mm-hmm. the the one that's above. I'll just say it. Hush and Ventriloquist. Mm-hmm. To me, can be swapped out because it'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of weird too mm-hmm. to have Bruce Wayne playing dual or Ben Affleck. Let's say that's the one we're doing it off of playing dual parts, parent trapping it, parent trapping it mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah, um, Ventriloquist had a really weird dynamic and cool dynamic to him mm-hmm. in the because there were a few episodes with him, wasn't it? Yes. Well, it was the thing I always liked about it was the dummy had a mind of its own. Yeah, where it was basically. He, the ventriloquist had, it was never clear to me as a kid, did the 
puppet have magical powers, like a mind of its own? Or was the ventriloquist kind of schizophrenic? See, that's to the where thing. He had a dual personality that has separated itself so much to where they can live on their own. And that, that's part of what goes into this whole list of, like, how can it play in a movie? And mm-hmm. that would be, like, when he has the puppet on his hand... Has a mind of its own. Has mm-hmm. a mind of its own. But he's still able to he's, act as him. Yeah, he can act as him. But then, like, mm-hmm. he does the puppet whole puppet thing, and yeah. that's where like that's where the schizo takes over mm-hmm. type thing. And that'd be a cool dynamic to a movie, per se, because the schizophrenia takes over because that's how for him it establishes itself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, that, and then whatever ensues with that. Hush is just we've talked about it in other podcasts actually, and it's, mm-hmm. it would just be along the hush story, but kind of the the friend of, young friend of Bruce Wayne's when they were kids, mm-hmm. taking an overbearing stalkerish style thing to mm-hmm. it, and then that would be the whole Bruce Wayne side of it more so than the Batman side yeah. of it. Well, with his, it wouldn't be. It's not necessarily a stalker. It's more well, of it a comes down a stalkerish type kind type of. Thing. The whole thing that I liked with that whole story is I just felt like Thomas Elliot was always the jealous of Bruce. Like, yes, they both came from wealthy families, but I always felt like Bruce was Bruce and his family were just above the Elliots mm-hmm. to where Thomas Elliot was jealous of Bruce. And yeah. that's what fueled this whole obsession. But it comes with an obsession and it comes yeah. almost like a stalkerish thing, which right. you can play into that. Mm-hmm. Um, these other two can also be almost, they were close, but I, I think one over the other, actually. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying it. Hugo Strange is next up mm-hmm. on that list because that'd be cool to have sort of an Arkham, Arkham Asylum movie mm-hmm. where it's trying to figure, like, trying to figure out where the hell he is mm-hmm. and Hugo Strange just putting him through the loops yeah. until the end of the movie. Also, I, I wanted to throw this out. Yeah. Matching Hugo with Hush yeah. would be interesting. That would be. Because Hugo could then learn Batman's identity, accidentally kill the wrong Bruce. That's true. That because would be a cool one. by the end of the to... movie, Hush could look like Bruce and Hugo kills Hush and then Batman takes down Hugo. Yeah. Um, Clayface would be next because that'd be a cool detective movie. Mm-hmm. It'd be a very detective side of it mm-hmm. until the end. Yeah, because Batman has to find someone he can't pinpoint a face on. Mm-hmm. Would Clayface? And I want to throw this out. Would Clayface basically fall into the same category though as Sandman and Sam Raimi? Or could you do Clayface as the main villain of a Batman movie? I think you could if you really wanted to. Um. Because, like I said, he or you may, I mean, it's a 50 50 shot on that. Because mm-hmm. what you'll have to do is kind of have him like have his own scheme or whatever. Because I forgot what was his motivation in the cartoon series. Clayface was the actor. Yeah, the actor, he but was what the did he actor want? actor with the face cream. Yeah, but what did um, he want? I forgot what it was that he overall wanted. Here, let me see. Aside from looking young and getting more movies. With his, it was always, I want to say it was revenge that um, was his whole thing. When his um, face started deteriorating? Yeah. So he was a B-list actor who was driven insane when he hears that a remake of the classic horror film he starred in um, would be shot without him acting in the film. Even though he is one or to be one of the advertising staff. 
donning the costume of Clayface, a villain he once uh, played in a different movie. He begins killing actors playing characters he killed in the order and the way they die in the film, along with somebody who is his identity. Um, last, he plans to murder the actor playing Cl the Clayface killer. He is foiled by Batman and Robin. So basically, you could do almost that same storyline of, yeah, it would be a little bit more detective-wise. Yeah. But you could have your action set piece of the end of just the actor who kind of tie in both. He gets replaced because maybe he's older and they want to go younger. Yeah. He uses the cream to try to get younger like he did in the animated series becomes Clayface like he did in the animated series. And then his MO is to basically, you did this to me, so I'm going to kill all your actors. Yeah, exactly. And starts killing them in a certain order, and it's Batman. Little detective-y, but yet again, that's not bad for a Batman movie. Which it should be. Next one would be Mad Hatter. Again, very detective-y. What number is Mad Hatter on your Two. list? Two. Okay, so yeah. there is one more. So Mad Hatter's an interesting one. He is. I think you could do a good Mad Hatter. Because in the, they in the, uh, I know you don't really like it, Gotham, the TV series. Mm -hmm. I, I like the Mad Hatter in that, it's too. It's not that I don't like it. It's that I got disinterested very, like, it was a very novel idea of, like, at first it was like, oh, this is cool. The focus isn't on Batman. And then after, like, one or two series, you're like, yeah, you know what this show needs? Fucking Batman. <laughs> like, after one or two series, you're just like, yeah, I just want to see Batman. It's more That's of a, like what it comes down to for what I have saw up mm -hmm. to, I think it was season three or four I saw up to, mm -hmm. was it's, like, basically every all the introductions to his his gallery. Yeah. And like so that's a, why I get it's supposed to follow like Commissioner or James Gordon, James Gordon, um, all the basically, like I said, the the gallery starting mm -hmm. up every each part of the gallery starting up each main villain of the gallery. And then firstly, I just I just look at it and go, all right, this kid's been how old through this entire season series? He's slowly getting older, like a normal I mean, kid should slowly. But I mean, like. After a while, I'm just like, man, I just really want to see Batman right now. It's like the Smallville thing. I'm like, after a while. I never while, watched it, actually. After a while in Smallville. I didn't either, but I hear this from Dave, from my friend Pete, who was a huge Smallville Superman, guy, Superman man, guy. Yeah. After a while, you're just like, I just want to see him be Superman. That's all I want. And that's the big thing of why they hated the ending. Getting impatient. Because all they got at the ending was like him doing this, and then that's it. You didn't even get to see him in the suit after how many years? Uh, that is disappointing. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. That would like, be a disappointing ending. The biggest cock tease of a uh, seas of a series that you can know. But yeah, the Mad Hatter to me has always been interesting because mind games. Yes, and mind control. That too. Yeah, that's the big thing of like mind control is a big caveat that you can use in a movie to help drive something and be a kind of thing that Batman needs to get over. I should know this. Who's number one then? Man Bat. Okay, I should have. I should have realized that would be my number one. Yeah, because I, part of it is I just really want to see Man Bat. Mm -hmm. But the, I mean, there's so many cool things about it. Like you have a lot. You'll have a lot more action in it because he's got to take down a Man Bat, trying mm -hmm. to figure out what the hell is going on in the first place. Because oh, people are being sucked dry of their mm -hmm. blood. Yeah. The fuck. And then you got Bat's DNA that he's got to deal with, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. No, I mean... It's like 50% action, 50%... If you've listened to this podcast, I feel like almost every other Batman 
segment we talk about, I mentioned man, a man, man bat. bat comes up. Yeah. Here's one that I want to throw out here right at the end. Yeah. Do you think it's time for a Batman Beyond movie? Because there's part of me that's like, hey, you know what? How do you spice things up? I'm waiting till they're you o- give us Terry McGinnis instead of Bruce Wayne. I would say wait until we actually get a good bunch of movies down. Let's see how Shazam goes for one. Because mm-hmm. now I think you said you were a little worried a little that they're adding too I much, mean, like I said. Worried, but yet again, I'm gonna like Aquaman had two villains, and it was fine. There's two villains, not. I get it, 12. but let me see what it is, and then I'll make my judgment, although I'm going to feel a little worried. Um, but that's one thing with Batman that I've thought of is if you want to give him something different and you got, let's say, one more film contract with uh, or on the contract with Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. all right, Ben, we're going to do Batman Beyond. You're going to play old Bruce Wayne. And you're going to play mentor to Terry McGinnis. Like, could you imagine that movie where the beginning of the movie, Ben Affleck is in the Batman gear, kind of like the animated series where he goes and tries to fight the villain, but it's like, he can't do it. Like, oh my God, I'm way too old for this and just escapes with his life. And then to see him mentor Terry Terry McGinnis or whoever you would get as Terry McGinnis. I think it'd be a fresh take. It would and be. it would actually re what's the word I'm looking for rejuvenate or re-energize the series because it would give us something different that we have not seen because with Batman there's two ways you do that give us a villain we haven't seen give us a Batman we that we seen. haven't seen yeah I would just wait like I said until we actually start getting. Could you imagine Movies. a Batman spinoff about Thomas Wayne? Like, it's a spinoff set up in that universe of Bat- a Batman story using the Thomas Wayne Batman. Yes, please. That would be amazing. <laughs> Where it's like, it has nothing to do with Flashpoint. It's just, hey. Well, it would, but it wouldn't. We're going to set up, but this has nothing to do with the Flash coming in. This is oh, just, we hey, we don't a, touch story, the Flash. a story in that universe. We don't touch the, that Flash, but yeah. we'll, like, maybe... I mean, at that point, yeah, the, show me the Bruce's death instead mm-hmm. so we can see, like, the, mo- the mom... That would be an interesting take. Actually, just, show us that death. Only only because then we can see, like... Of him uh, dying him, in Thomas's him, arms. Him beating the shit out of the the, the, mm-hmm. the guy that robbed them, killed Bruce. And, and the mother mom going, just going insane. And, like, that blood streak of mm-hmm. for the smile. I want to see that. Oh, man. Her, like, holding it, crying, and then as soon as Tom misses fish beating mm-hmm. the shit out of the guy, turns around, and the crying turns to laughter, mm-hmm. and she goes like this, pulls the hand away, and just starts laughing yeah. maniacally. I don't know, though, in a movie if you'd make it that quick of a turn. I think in a movie, the way I would make it is her, it starts with sorrow. True. And then over the movie... She starts getting more and more insane to where it's almost her origin story of becoming the Joker and his origin story of becoming So kind of like as they start growing apart type yes. thing. Yes. Show me how Thomas Wayne became Batman. And how what a, but uh, only Martha if, Wayne. But only if Jeffrey Dean Morgan yes, is Yes. Only Thomas if Jeffrey Wayne. Dean Morgan That's plays Thomas Wayne. the only way Wayne. I want it. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. I like how this segment started off with like, Oh, should they focus on anything else? And it just became, hey, how do you make a good Batman movie? Yeah, we were so supposed we m- to talk about one thing. So and let's sort of- be honest. We might change the title on YouTube where uh, 
Let's be let's be completely honest. How do you make a good Batman movie? We just told you how to do it. But Johnny, let's move on into our final topic. And what we are taking a look at is back on the Marvel side. Um, the Disney Fox deal is we heard that, oh, it should be done maybe by the earliest, the end of January. And we got excited. But now it is January and that is two weeks away. And now what they're saying is because of, I believe it's CAD, Arcade is the acronym for it. This company down in Brazil, I believe they Something said. Something like that, I guess. I basically know. is taking a look at if it's fair on both sides. And now the earliest that, well, earliest and latest um, that it can be done is March. And that's what we're expecting. And we are knocking on wood. I am right now. Um, that this gets done and we get to see the X-Men in the MCU. Just sign it already. But the interesting thing that has come out this week, or interesting in my mind, per se, is that the movies X-Force, Gambit, and Doctor Doom that were supposed to be in production by Fox have now been delayed. They have been reportedly shelved by Fox. So it says in this article... With the Disney Fox acquisition looming, films such as Doctor Doom, Gambit, and Deadpool offshoot X-Force have reportedly been shelved. The deal, which is not expected to be finalized by, in, finalized by March, will result in the return of characters' rights the X-Men, Fantastic Four, and all of their tie-in characters to Marvel Studios, allowing Kevin Feige and his team to use them in the MCU. So what I want to ask you, Johnny, mm-hmm. is with these movies... How should an X-Force, how should a Gambit, how should a Doctor Doom movie look under Disney? Or is this a fact of, will Disney look at it and go, (laughs) no, that was a bad idea. We're not doing that. They might do that for the Gambit movie yes, at the that's start. What I was looking at at the start because they're like, we're not starting with a Gambit movie. If you're gonna give me Gambit, give me a Gambit and Rogue movie. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, that'd be better because I mean, then you got both of them for and one don't too. Give it's me like, Channing Tatum as no, Gambit. don't. If anything, bring back the other guy that played it in the Wolverine movie. Yeah, the guy from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, I don't remember his name to yeah. be honest. I think it's but, like Riggin, or no, Riggins was his name in Friday Night Lights, but go on. Yeah, no, um, I think they would, they might laugh at that one and say, no, we're not starting with a Gambit movie. Why would we do that? Why would we start with Gambit? You have so many others you can start, mm-hmm. get into Origin or whatever with. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, if they did do that, yeah, probably a Gambit and Rogue movie, mm-hmm. Um, but that one's one they probably would not start with. Um. I'm actually starting my list from the bottom to the top again, like we did mm-hmm. in our last segment. Um, the next one would be they would X Force. They could po- probably think like you know what, mm-hmm. since the Deadpool stuff is out there, the Will Wolverine is all well. That doesn't even really tie in, anyways. But it's like the since Deadpool movies are out there, we're gonna start an X Force now. Cable has sort of been set up because that's uh, that was in pr- with. Production with Marvel, wasn't it, at that what? point? Which one? Or were they considered in production with Marvel? Which movie? Deadpool's. No. Okay. The well, Deadpool's were Fox. 
Though they're not MCU affiliate, they're just in production with Marvel, the company mm-hmm. itself. Yes, that's why I I was like I didn't I thought too hard about well, it when Mar- I was saw like, it last time. They've got to put Marvel at the beginning of it because technically it's a it's Marvel, Marvel character, but yeah, it's not it's a Marvel, Marvel movie. But it's, it's not, not MCU. Marvel Studios, and it's not Marvel the TV company. Yeah, the t- television. So they may go off of like. Well, then it's it's up to them because like they were talking as if like yeah we want to keep Deadpool rated R mm-hmm. if they can, um, but the they so I mean I could see them doing an X Force one, and they may even like try if they were smart they would keep Ryan Reynolds because Disney is really good at picking who's best for the role. Mm-hmm. It's like hey Ryan you want to come finish Deadpool stuff with us and be part of X Force. And then bring back maybe they. I mean, they use Josh Cable, Bro- Cable Josh Brolin as Cable, mm-hmm. and Domino. So they have all those characters set up already. Depending on what happens to Thanos, depend. Well, it doesn't mean we can't have Josh Brolin. I mean, Josh Brolin is Thanos, though. Yeah, but Thanos. Thanos is mostly CGI, though. Is mostly exactly. He's mostly CGI. He's just. I'm, I'm just being an ass. I know. He's. It's just Brolin's voice, basically. Uh so. Uh, except for apparently, uh, he also does the, the caption motion, motion capture suit, mm-hmm. which funny to me. And um, but I mean, then the top one would be, well, Doctor Doctor Doom. Doom. That's the one I want to see. Like, yes. if any of these happen, give me Doctor Doom because I, we just talked about with Batman changing it up. Yeah, I've seen a Fantastic Four movie. I've seen Fan Four Stick. Yeah, give me something different. Give me a Doctor Doom. And if you want a cosmic thing, do something with Doctor Doom and like the Silver Surfer. Maybe if those two tied, it can tie together nicely. I would actually just do a straight up Doctor Doom movie. Mm-hmm. Give it the mysticism of Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Give it the tech of Iron Man, and follow it all up with a tonality of. Um, uh, I almost said season two, but the mm-hmm. uh, phase two where everything was kind of darkish mm-hmm. and a little bit on the grittier, almost grittier side. Yeah. M- give me that. That's what I want to see. Do you Th- have to have Mixos- the Fantastic Four in his movie? Not if you're doing a somewhat origin movie. Okay. His uh, rise to power in uh, Lat- Latveria, I think it was. Latvia. Was it Latvia? I, I don't think, think it was so. Latvia. I think so. Um, um, look it up while I'm talking. But I um, mean, like, that's what I would do is basically just like, because if I, mean, I can do it without the Fantastic Four until start, maybe the end. Just give him his movie. Mm-hmm. And what I would say is like, because I think the reason he goes into mysticism and so much science so hard is mm-hmm. to the loss of his mother. You're right. Latveria. Yeah, it's Latveria. A fictional nation. Exactly. Just like Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Um. But I would say do that, bring them into, or bring that element into it and make him almost seem human until he starts to do some very drastic things. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, make us realize, oh, maybe he is the villain, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. per se. I mean, that to me is, that's the one that intrigues me the most. The second one is the Gambit one, I'll be honest. Yeah. Only because... Under Disney rule or under Disney leadership, yeah, it's not just a Gambit movie to me. I want like if I'm getting a Gambit movie, I want a Gambit Rogue movie. Where okay, it's basically a Bonnie and Clyde buddy cop com- comedic or rom com. It's all those thrown together. Like, give me the romance between 
um, LeBeau and um, Rogue. Give me the Bonnie and Clyde typeism that where it's basically them on the run. They've left the academy. They're off doing their own thing, much like we've seen in the comics with them. Yeah. And they're just doing their own thing, being mutants. But of course, their mutant life has a way of bringing things back to them, and plus their temperaments as well, mm-hmm. because they're not very like Gambit's not a very lay low type guy. Where he will for a little bit, but he's got that thievery guy in there. Exactly. Where he has that like where if you pick a fight with them, he's gonna fight with you. He ain't gonna back down from that fight. Like. And that's what I kind of want to see. The story revolved around them, not just Gambit. Because, like, the story that they were originally going to tell of, like, him with the LeBeau gang and, like, with the robberies in New Orleans, it didn't tickle my fancy. Much like a Gambit Rogue movie would have. Yeah. Um, Then I'm just wondering if Marvel would do that or if they would wait introduce the X-Men, mm-hmm. and then split off movies. And like, that, oh, hey, we'll do a Gambit Rogue. No, 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 that's what they will do. I'm just saying yeah. when I do get that Gambit movie, I want a Gambit Rogue movie. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, though, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they would wait, first do the, um, X, like an X-Men movie, introduce mm-hmm. all their characters as the X-Men, and you don't need a origin for everyone then, because this is like a little different, whereas... Mm-hmm. You needed, like, the origin of Iron Man. You needed the origin of Captain America, of Hulk. Mm-hmm. You don't need the origin of the X-Men, because guess what? We have it. They were... Well, we anyone knows, and you can explain in the movie again, they're born with these powers. They are activated in teenage years from mm-hmm. some sort of high-stress situation. I want to ask you this, because this just popped into my head. Yes, sir. I think I've asked you this before, but I'll ask you again. If you're Kevin Feige, congratulations, Kevin Feige. God damn it, again. Um, <laughs> I don't like this dress. The X-Men coming into the MCU, are you recasting or are you keeping the first class class? Or basically the Dark Phoenix oh, saga class? Oh, that's hard to do. Or I mean, are you recasting and saying, nope, we are bringing in our own guys for I this would almost girls. say recast because if you can't get everyone, mm-hmm. it kind of screws things up because as of now... You're already not getting everyone because you're not getting Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. which you already said. I don't, I don't, count, say, I don't count him I in the do, first class. I do because they did introduce him. They threw him in on that one Weapon X part of the movie. What do you mean? When Jean Grey freed him, freed his mind just a little bit, and he ran into the wilderness. That was Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Was this in Days of Future Past? Yes. Okay. Okay. No, this is Apocalypse. Was it? That was Apocalypse. No, wait. Yeah, it was Apocalypse because uh, they they Apocalypse Apocalypse had Charles. They were locked in that base, mm-hmm. and they had to get out so they can go get Charles. This is exactly why my answer is recast because yeah, there's so you, Fox has muddied the water so much with it. Yeah, that it's just easier to say you've all been let go, and we are finding you. our own guys. Thank you for everything you've done. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Because also it comes down to if you keep that cast, yeah, you're bringing all of that baggage with you, and Marvel's not like Marvel Studios is not that kind of a studio. They're they're, they're fine. They with like to baggage. do their own thing. Yeah, they like to do their own thing. Like exactly. Spider Man. Oh, you have Andrew Garfield, and no, you don't. We're bringing in our own guy. This guy Tom Holland. 
This is who we're bringing in. <laughs> that Andrew Garfield guy. Oh, you loved him? Doesn't matter. You're going to love this guy more. Yep. We'll make you love this guy. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to love my slap chop. You're going you're gonna to love my Spider-Man. <laughs> Basically, that's what I was going with with that. But I mean, that to me is what you got to do. Like, yeah. Recast the X-Men. Re- start over from square well, like one. Like I said, basically. unless you can get every person that was part mm-hmm. of it to come back. And that's the real question is, do you count Wolverine? as? I don't count Wolverine do. as the first class. I count him as the old guard that just happened to bleed over because Wolverine's popularity was so high. He doesn't just bleed over. I mean, he's the only one that was sent back and was there mm-hmm. when they rebranched the timeline. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that was able to, so he's stuck no yeah. matter what. Uh, but no, I, the reason I count him is because they did throw him in there. They said, they like, oh, hey, by the way, hey, that, that's what you did when you did the Wolverine cameo, mm-hmm. is you set him in the universe. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. You set him in the universe. But at the same time, the you could easily like you could easily bring back everyone and recast him. And really you can do it like we've talked about with the time. Because yeah, there's the time I, unless you're gonna, stuff that's gonna go on, it's just oh, to us he's different, but or to then them, like bring that if you're gonna do that, br- mm-hmm. don't just do it to one person. Bring do about, it to all of them. Bring, bring half. If you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna blame the timeline for messing mm-hmm. up some pe- or changing some people, I'll be completely honest. Like, but again, which one? Like, if you're if you're doing that now, like we're gonna get into some muddy water. Yeah, here. who do you bring back? Because um, I'm looking like. If I list off the cast, Sophia Turner, I would. Bring I back. would not bring her back. No, I would not. I honestly am not a fa- like. They, I am so worried about her as Jean Grey True. in this Dark Phoenix. Like, then that's another thing. I think Dark Phoenix is gonna be bad. I don't think it's gonna be good. I don't like the. I saw an article yesterday that. Do you want to know? What the reported, rumored um, budget for the film, for the Dark Phoenix film, is how much? Two hundred million after reshoots. Two hundred million after reshoots. That to me, maybe it's because I'm not in the music or not music, the um, film industry. To where that doesn't seem like a lot, mm-hmm. but just to put it in perspective, X Men Apocalypse. That budget was 178. So they spent nearly 22 more, 22 million dollars more than Wow Apocalypse. Then wow. if you go back to Days of Futures Past, that was one that was all right. That was a 200 million dollar one. Mm. And how good was Days of Future Past? That was not my favorite of the first class kind of um, X-Men movie Set. that we've seen. And an X-Men first class was between 140 and 160. See, again, you know what? Just recast all of them. Because <laughs> John's like, I take it back. No, no. I, I agreed with the initially, but I said if you were going to do the mm-hmm. timeline jump or like, hey, change one person, change a few of them mm-hmm. because if you're going to play it off that way. But then, again, unless you're going to go back before... Let's just say before the eighteen or early eighteen hundreds, because if you're playing off the timeline, Wolverine was born in the early eighteen hundreds. So yeah, unless you're going to go back before that, True. it doesn't change who he is. 
which I doubt that. I think the farthest back they'll go is like 1944, 45 or whatever year Captain went under the ice. Like right before that, mm-hmm. so anywhere from forty-two to forty-five, I'll say. Also, here's another, is the farthest back they'll go. Here's another thing that Marvel Studios has to think of: hmm. is if you're going to bring the the same cast into the MCU, mm-hmm. could you technically do it because of age? Where no, think about it. Like, day, uh, Dark Phoenix is going to be set in the nineties, mm-hmm. so these actors and actresses in a year would have to look 20 years older. Like, because Endgame is 2019. It's in present day. Yeah, there's two things that go into that. One is a different universe, per se. We'll Mm -hmm. just go along with that. So, I mean, their age doesn't necessarily matter. I think it does. It does, but it doesn't. Oh, it does, but it doesn't. Because people, you don't want to do that because people are going to still reference back to it like we Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. and say, well, they were... They were in these movies. They were in the '90s, and they're mm-hmm. like, they're still teenagers. Why are they teenagers here? And people don't always realize. Well, Marvel Fox is not the same as Marvel Disney until Ma- March this year. Yeah, but that's a thing of like, what is like, what does Marvel want to do? I think it's easier just to recast, recast everyone. And here, then here's something I want to bring them up. All adults. That plays into maybe the X-Force side, and this is the last thing I'll bring up, of what that movie could look like with Disney. There are rumors Mm -hmm. that the Black Widow movie could be a rated R movie. Ooh. If that happens, does that... That can only mean good things for Deadpool, right? Yeah, definitely. That Deadpool can survive as a rated R movie with Disney. Well, again, didn't the uh, top guy in the Disney, whoever it was... Yeah, say he wanted Deadpool to stay yeah, rated R. The last R, thing so. we heard from him is he didn't want to touch it. He's like, um, I want to stay rated R. But from what this is going in is, so Charles Murphy, not Charlie Murphy, Charles Murphy mm-hmm. from the Hashtag Show has now taken to Twitter to report a new detail about the Black Widow movie. He first heard rumblings of a Black Widow movie back in December 2017. And according to Murphy... Marvel at the time considering making it the first ever R-rated film. It's an interesting comment, although, of course, that's weird, although, of course. um, Of course, although. It's difficult to substantiate. Certainly, an R-rated Marvel Studios movie sounds unlikely, given Marvel's emphasis on making family-friended films. At the same time, though... There has been recent movement on this. Disney wants the Deadpool franchise to continue after the Fox acquisition, which may prove to be a game changer. There's also been speculation that Marvel could choose to launch a new brand akin to the Marvel Max or Marvel Knights imprints in the comics, and that rated R films could be distributed under that brand. So they're just going to sort of, like, make a rated R brand. Basically, like, Marvel After Dark. <laughs> oh, God, please don't say that again. It, basically, that's what it makes me think of, like, Marvel, Marvel Adult. Dark. Marvel Adult. Like, that's basically what you're pandering to, is us older fans yeah. that now want that Hey, violence. we can watch that. Yeah, we can watch it now. Mom can't tell me what to do. 
I don't live in her basement anymore. Um, but I mean, nope. I live in the attic. <laughs> I live, it is upstairs, not down to or from. We don't even have a basement. No, or it makes me think of. Uh, I know. I don't think you've seen this TV show, but the TV show Sirens, no. where one of the characters was like, "Dude, you live in the basement." He goes, "No, I live in the loft. Separate level. Or I live in a loft. Separate levels." They're totally different. No, dude, you live in the basement. No, they're different levels. I'm totally fine. <laughs> but this could only mean good things for a Deadpool, for an X-Force. Yeah. Because they can live on as rated R. R movies. Do you think then Doctor Doom would, like, going back to that, would you want it to be R or not R? I mean, you don't need it R. I feel like you need a. What would you prefer? I would say keep it PG-13. It doesn't okay. need to be. if you Because re- here's the thing. Save the rated R movies for characters that need to be rated R. Like Deadpool? Like Deadpool, like Wolverine, mm-hmm. finally got in his last movie. Widow would be fine in that realm. Well, you- just because of what has happened. Like, yeah. I want rated R for Widow because then show me everything that had happened to her. Yeah. Like, like the red show room. Me, yes, show basically. me the whole shit with the red room. Exactly. That way, I can actually get all that violence mm-hmm. and see like the full spectrum of the shit that went on, of like why she was fucked up for so long. Exactly. Why she still call? Why she considers herself a monster in Age mm-hmm. of Ultron? Yeah. Um, but then we can see those things. But Deadpool needs to stay. Like Wolverine for his final movie, we finally mm-hmm. got rated R. Mm-hmm. And like it's like finally got a movie where Wolverine can be Wolverine and just claws out, hit a guy in the fucking head. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we can finally see that. No, I I saw that and I was like, cool. This so this is gonna mean good things for these Fox properties moving over. It's just gonna be interesting to see what exactly happens with them and really if this deal goes through because there's still that little bit of chance that it doesn't. And I'm crossing my fingers that it goes through because it brings me back to something that um, I think it was Kevin Smith mm-hmm. that I watched a long time ago with him where it's basically um, – he's like the thing I would love to see he goes any child of a politician should go to their father or mother and say, mom, don't stop this. We need this. Yeah. Because really it's politics of – Oh, and I I get it to a sense of like you don't want a monopoly being started and oh Disney would own most of the um entertainment sphere with both of these. Would that be so bad though? Give me what I want. Yeah. Like give me I want the all of Marvel under one umbrella. Exactly. And also I'll be completely honest, on the streaming side, that just means I buy Disney Plus and I get all the Fox movies too. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't have to buy yet another streaming service to get something else. Like, yeah. Disney Plus, I am so excited. I can't, I will be paying paying for that one. But I do want to bring a question to you after you. One second. Not only do you get all the Marvel stuff, the Disney stuff, you get the new shows. There's even a rumor that I don't know if you saw this. You know who's probably going to get their own Disney Plus show? Who? Sif. Oh, that'd from be cool. Thor. She's going to get her own Disney Plus show. If you don't introduce anyone else in there, or him in anything else, Beta Ray, introduce Beta Ray Bill in that one. Exactly. What was your question for me? Um, since we sort of got on that topic, what other Marvel characters could you see need like needing a rated R movie? Because like Iron Man doesn't need it. Daredevil. Cap- 
Daredevil. That would be a good one. Daredevil. Daredevil and the Punisher. Punisher. Not necessarily Luke Cage. I was thinking like Just all through Darede- those. Daredevil and the Punisher are the ones yeah. that come. Especially the Punisher. No. If you don't do that rated you R, give, you did something wrong. Even if you give me a TV series that's like rated R. like It kind of was. Kind of, yeah. Um, I think for, it was pretty rated. I don't know if it was rated R, but it was. It seemed like it was rated R. Trying to think what else. Um, yeah. If Here's an interesting thing. And you if could you say if me, you did this, you could say if, if you, you did the storyline, a Galactus movie, yeah, like just a movie about Galactus like invading Earth, mm-hmm. rated R. It, yeah. I would also love to see an entire X Men series that was rated R. You know what I would do if you did a, X, a rated R X Men series, which is mm-hmm. starting to sound really bad. I would also and love like I, I, we're gonna get this from Sony, but Carnage. Yeah. I know that's not Marvel, but I'm still going to throw it in there. It's affiliated with Marvel. Like, um, give me a true rated R Carnage movie. Yeah, but no, I was thinking um, if you did the X-Men storyline, do it when Beast goes rogue. Remember that one? Oh, yes. And like super, like. Yeah, like ro- super feral almost. Feral Beast. Yeah, exactly. That, that story. Oh. Or Feral Wolverine. One of those mm. two. Where one of them goes feral, and then you just see the fucking carnage that happens when they can't control themselves. Yes. That would be a rated R storyline for the X-Men for me. Ooh. You get chills Ooh, too? A little bit, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Just thinking of Feral oh. Beast. I want to pose that question onto you guys out there. What rated R, like what movies, characters don't we have rated R? That should be. That should be. I think that's our big Or kind ones of... that aren't out there yet that mm-hmm. should be rated R before they come out. Yes. So that's a question I want to pose to you guys to kind of put a kibosh on this because- God, that's one that we could even come back to and have a secondary conversation. Yeah. We might push that to the side Put and have a, second a secondary conversation. We should, we should conversation. bring one, some, one or two other people on for that one, too. Yes. That, that we know. I mean, that would be one word. So we can get off. Because there's the ones that I, I'm mm-hmm. not thinking of that you're thinking of and vice versa. Mm-hmm. There's one that we're both probably not thinking of that yes. you guys should tell us about, too. Like, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm going to go to the DC side of Yeah, go bit. for it. Give me. You brought up the Arkham Asylum thing yeah. earlier. Give me an Arkham Asylum movie that is a horror movie rated R. Rated R. That's what I want. Oh, here you go. To add on to it. Mm-hmm. With multiple villains, Hugo at the top, Victor Zaz is one of them, and oh. one or two others. I was going to say, if you give me a rated R Batman film, Victor Zaz, Zaz needs to be in that film. Zaz, Hugo needs Strange, to be. Mad Hatter. At least those three. Needs to be. I feel like the Joker has to be in that rated R movie, too. Maybe. He's got, like... Can you imagine the Joker rated R? But I feel like if you have Hugo Strange at the top not, running the and thing. I, and I'm not talking about that crap Joker that we got Don't um, give me let in Suicide Squad. Yeah, that was his name. I forgot his name completely. <laughs> um, give me like Heath Ledger Joker rated R. Style, yeah. Oh. Give, me, give me his style. Oh, that is just, I But can't. I'm saying, I mean, you gotta either, I would feel like you gotta choose between Hugo Strange and Joker. Joker. You, really? Yes. Okay. Like Hugo is you, nice. You want to give Hugo a strange, a strange Hugo, a chance? Hugo is nice, but for rated R, Joker needs to be there. The only reason I'm thinking rated R, Hugo Strange, mm-hmm. Victor Zaz, Mad Hatter, and mm-hmm. a few others is because you want Hugo Strange wants to see the full extent of Batman's mentality. I guess. I mean, I just I'm playing into the full movie aspect yeah, of it now. I'm looking at it rated R. Give me what the Joker can bring. Rated R to that. Save film. that when you have Jason Todd. Oh, 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 under the red hood, rated R. Save my joke. Save my rated Death. R Joker movie. Could you, 
Could you for imagine death in the family? Death in the family rated R. Save that Johnny for that. Johnny dropping bombs here, <laughs> and that's where Johnny just. I played hardball. Johnny just mic drops it to end. But this is where I, you I guys try, come but in. I can't drop this mic. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section about anything we talked about. Mainly that last one is the question I will leave you off to: is what film and branch it out to any anything? What comic book hero villain movie? Would you like to see rated R at some point in your life? Also, make sure to support us on Patreon. Make sure to rate us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter, mostvalpodcasts.com. You can catch MVP each and every day. Make sure to do that. want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube. want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.